Alright, so this is episode four. This episode is going to be a little bit shorter than my other episodes that I've had put out so far. And that's just because it's just something that's on my heart that I feel like I should share before me and my daughter do episode five. Um, so welcome back to Out With The Old, In With The New, In The Closet With Shasta Eve. And I just want to say thank you to people who have reached out to me and have heard <laughs> my podcast. It makes me get all teary because it's just like, you know what you're, you know when you have a passion that you want to execute and when you're not used to completing things because you just give up too easy, it, um, it really, really, really impacts you when you execute something and then things start to happen that were in your heart, like was a plan for that, that, uh, that goal, that project. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so I just makes my heart happy. I am really excited to connect more with people who understand the process I'm going through. Um, I'm excited to continue to hear testimonies from other people and to hear feedback or even advice from anyone who wants to, you know, share and listen. So this process is crazy. It's crazy. It's just wild. It's wild. It's a wild ride, y'all. I'm in my closet with my cup of coffee, my blanket, my pen and paper. (laughs) This is where I'm becoming a grown-up. In my closet. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, I'm flourishing into a woman. Okay, sorry. Um, so here's the deal. I have been feeling some things today. <clears throat> I didn't really talk to anybody about it. I kind of really was just letting it marinate inside my heart and my mind. And I was writing a few things down throughout the day just letting it accumulate and seeing what it was going to birth into, like what I wanted to share. And honestly, it has to do with forgiveness. And I'm not talking about, you know, I mean, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast about how I've just now learned that forgiveness is not the first tool that you used to get to your healing. It's actually not a tool you should use at all when you are healing. I thought that forgiveness came before healing and that healing came after forgiveness. But I'm learning through listening to psychologists and um, professors and stuff like that that have really dived, delved into <clears throat> the process of healing the mind and the body and the heart and the soul and then whatever. Um, so I have taught my kids and I told myself that just forgive. My kids will tell anybody. My mom always tells us that we're supposed to just forgive, let it go, let it go. But that was my coping mechanism for my own pain. And I thought so many different times, and I've I've already talked about this, that I had forgiven my dad or my mom or, you know, whatever, or forgiven myself, but I didn't. 
I didn't. I bypassed my healing and just said, okay, I forgive you. Done. And then said, because I forgave out loud with somebody else, whatever, even in counseling, that I was good. But I hadn't healed. I just used that as another mask. Forgiveness was a mask. Which blows my freaking mind. As <laughs> simple as it is. You get to the place of forgiveness when you begin to heal. I truly believe that you should never, ever do one or the other. What I mean by that is I don't believe that it's healthy to not heal first. Because when you just dive into forgive, forgiveness and you're like, okay, I just choose to forgive. Okay, I'm going to pray about it. Okay, I'm going to say it to the person. Okay, I'm going to tell myself I forgive myself. Then you are bypassing the pain, which connects you to the root problem. And it doesn't validate that pain in you. And you need that pain validated. That time in your life when you were hurt or you hurt or whatever it may be. You have to validate that part of you. You have to go meet that part of you and say, I validate your pain. I validate your feelings. I acknowledge you. I care. And then you walk through that process and you watch what happens. Like you naturally open up the door in your heart. You put that key in, you turn it and it just swings open and you're like, why do I feel like I'm able to let go? Why do I feel like I can have peace in that part of my heart? Why do I feel clarity? So it's necessary to take the proper steps in your healing journey. When we bypass stuff, it comes up later. I mean, shoot, I did inner healing like, was it 13 years ago? No, 14 years ago. I did like a whole year of counseling. And, but I didn't truly heal. I didn't truly heal. So now I am. And, you know, it's very easy to smear campaign sometimes. And I don't know if you've heard that, but I've heard it many times. And it means that you are so passionate about something that you start just smearing the shit all over everybody else in your life that's hurt you or whatever. Not to say that I've done that, but I think I've secretly done it inside. (laughs) I haven't drawn out a whole campaign on these people or myself, but I've held it. I've held it in. And now that I'm healing, I'm starting to feel that, like that key being put in the door and it turning and the door opening for me to have some serious clarity on some very serious things in my in my life that have caused me to repeat cycles and one of those things is understanding my own actions and how that's given me so much shame which has led me to being flat on my face unable to get up I've made some choices in the past years that that I have yet to forgive myself for. And, you know, I, even though my marriage failed and even though my relationship with my ex-husband after we were married failed, 
I have to allow myself to look inward, not just at him and his failure, but to really look at myself and forgive myself for that time as well, because I have so much shame. And I wasn't innocent in the process. I, I wasn't like being held down by ropes by him or anyone else. Was I manipulated? Of course. That was the toxic relationship him and I had. But I still chose to say yes. I still chose to walk that fine line with him and for him. And I hate myself for it. I hate myself for, and I'm just getting this out and being real. Because I don't necessarily hate myself, but that's that's that feeling inside. that's the feeling before the door opens, the keys in and the door opens. This is what happens before. So I was sitting in in my thoughts today and I was like, I really hate myself for not putting my foot down and being stronger. I hate myself for not, not knowing that I was worth more. I hate myself for X, Y, Z. I mean, there's so much. And that's a, that's, that's a hard place to be. You know, we get in that place and most of the time we start to feel shame and that's because we're not healing. We're not, we're not doing the steps and shame isn't the name of the game. Not anymore. And so I was like, wow, we have some work to do there because I, I can sit and I can. I already know what he, my ex-husband, I already know what he did wrong. And I'm only talking about those things he did wrong and bringing him up and talking about narcissism and talking about trauma and trauma bonds. It's because it's real. It's not because he's the devil. Have I felt like he is before? Yeah. (laughs) But no, I mean, he is who he is because of his own trauma growing up. He didn't choose that. I'm not excusing him because that's something I've done for a long time. I'm just saying that I have very much a part to play. I have a role to play. I said yes to so many bad choices. A lot of people say, live without regrets, right? Like YOLO. That that tends to be the standard, <laughs> for life because of whatever. We justify it all. Life is too short. Do everything you can so that you fully have lived. Well, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. That excuses our behavior. That keeps us from understanding our deepest, most in inner dark places because we get to do whatever we want because it's our life and that's how I was thinking so much in my in my in the past few years for like a long time actually oh I didn't I had a baby young so I never got to have fun so I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that well some things are just wrong some things are just not right 
Live a life of abundance. Put your roots into the ground in the soil that is is good, that's going to help your life grow and produce so much life for other people and for the atmosphere around you. If you believe that we should just go throughout life just doing whatever we want, whatever feels good, whatever works for us, that was a theme of mine and my ex-husband's relationship, whatever works for us. Everybody else hates it. No one agrees with us. Our kids don't even agree with us. Let's just do what works for us. And that, that kept us from seeing so much that was happening. It justified our actions. We were being so selfish. He'll say it was the best time of our lives. And a lot of people say that. But it wasted a lot of time and it caused a lot of pain that triggered a lot of trauma in my mind, in my heart, and in my life and his. Because that's how that works. That's how it works. And... So let's, let's rewind. Let's back it up. I could talk forever. I guess that's why I have a podcast now. Hmm. So we're going to back it up to the purpose of this. And that is to express this part of my healing journey that I'm realizing that it's okay to forgive myself. It's okay to love myself that much that I give myself permission to be off the hook. I don't have to be chained up to a prison wall and be beat to death for the choices I've made. I just have to make sure I learn from them and that I love myself enough to never go back to that place back to that place where I made those decisions. (sighs) I think a lot of us need to start really, 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 like, I don't know if it's journaling that would help. I don't know if it's voice recordings. I don't know if it's talking to somebody else. But if we can get to a place where we start to love ourselves so much that we stop hating ourselves, that we stop beating ourselves up and carrying all that shame, then we are going to be some badass people. (laughs) We're going to be so free and so healthy and be able to make decisions that impact everything around us. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what kind of life you have. You start to release all that stuff. And you start to look at yourself as an incredible person. You're going to manifest an entire life that you have never even seen yet. I bet you desire it, but you've just never seen it. And it is yours to have. You and no one else should take that from you. And so in my life, I have been taught that it's important to punish yourself. It's important. You are not worthy of forgiveness. I remember a time with my dad and I'm going to often, I'm going to remember to do this because it's a part of my healing, but sometimes I don't tell stories. I don't talk about my life because 
I don't know. Well, I do know. <laughs> I think that I get a little nervous to talk about these things because they hurt. But they're very real and they're a part of what made me who I am today. So I remember a time when my dad was pastoring a church. And it was a church that used to be my grandpa's. And I know that a lot of people listen to my podcast and have been are my family. And so you know what church I'm talking about. And it's this small church all the way out in an Indian reservation in Wichapec near Hoopa, which is a big part of my life. That's where I was born. And um, so my dad had my grandpa's church and me, my sister, and my stepmom, and my dad, we used to drive like an hour to church every Sunday for my dad to preach. And it was in a time where I had just, he, I was taken from my mom when I was living in Weaverville, California. I was taken from my mom and I was living a pretty rough life. I was in the seventh grade and my mom was not doing well. And one day I came home from, from school. I was on the bus and I look down the road to where my house was and I see my dad's or my stepmom's car with my bed on top of it. And I was like, okay, Shasta, time to run. <laughs> like your stepmom is at your house and your bed's on top of her car. That means daddy's some close by and we need to run. So I was on the bus and I come, they come around the corner and I'm trying, I'm plotting my escape. This wouldn't have been the first time that I had to go be with my dad. So I knew what was coming. And, uh, I couldn't run cause he followed the bus. And then I got off the bus and he was there and I had no idea what was going on. Come in the house. My mom's crying and my dad had manipulated her and told her that if he wasn't able to take me that he was going to turn my mom in and all this stuff. So my dad said, say goodbye. And then I got to his house and he told me that it was going to be boot camp for the next years of my life. And that he said he was God. That made me empty out my pockets like a prisoner. And you know, me and my stepmom, we've talked about a lot of things and that woman has my heart and I just want to I don't want to say that right now. <laughs> I love her like she was my real mom. She, oof, that's a woman who's dealt with some serious trauma. And I love her dearly. So, let's fast forward to me living there with him. And we're at church on a Sunday. And he was preaching and he was doing like an altar call. You know, people come up and you get prayed for. You just like get to feel the presence of the Lord and there's worship going and it's just a moment. And I asked my dad, I said, hey, can I, can I come up there? Like I was crying. I was like wanting to just feel safe and I wanted to feel the presence of God. And he came down close to me and he came down to my ear and he said, you do not deserve to go up there. Sit down. And that might seem a little small <laughs> to somebody, but 
for me, that was a very, very pivotal moment in my, in my heart as a young girl. And I felt so undeserving. I felt very undeserving of love. I didn't even think God liked me. At that point, it was like, my dad hates me. My, my mom, you know, she's going through what she's going through. My, I'm alone. And now God, I'm not even deserving of God. Like, how is that possible? You know? And that really put a root trauma in my heart that said, Shasta, you are not important to heal. You are not important enough to be forgiven. You're not important enough to stand and feel freedom. You are not important at all. So sit down. And in my life, I have felt like I've had to sit down. Not, And I'm not saying this because I'm a victim. And I, I think I, I don't even need to say that, but I say it because I'm conditioned to say it. I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. But I did go through so many real things that I have to pay attention to because they are what made me who I am right now. They're the things that molded every decision I've made. So anyone who was taught in their life that they are unworthy, it is going to be very hard for you to forgive yourself. But you are are worthy. You are important. I don't care where you've been. You could be a guy who has been mistreated. This isn't just about women. I have a lot of guy friends, a couple who are married to narcissistic women and are being abused. But you could have gone to war. You could have been a freaking Marine and come back with some PTSD Well, I guarantee you that if you go into counseling or you go into some inner healing, you're going to have to forgive yourself. There's going to be things that you face that you're like, wow, I I have a lot of PTSD, not just because of what I experienced, but because I hate myself. And that is a root problem for so many of us. We hate ourselves. We're angry at ourselves and we don't even think about it because we can't. How are we supposed to wake up in the morning? How are we supposed to do life? How are we supposed to parent? How are we supposed to do anything if we pay attention to that and it actually hurts? So <clears throat> I just encourage anyone who is dealing with a lot of intense trauma from the past or doing inner healing or who's in the thick of their hard marriage, their hard jobs, their whatever it is. Maybe it would be a really good idea, really good plan to sit down with someone you trust or, you know, start seeing somebody for inner healing, but, or even just by yourself, because that's what I've done. Write it down, write down. If there's anything that you feel like you are angry at yourself about, write it out, cry it out, and then write down right next to those things. That you forgive yourself for it. And then release yourself. And this may need to be, I mean, these things are going to take time. It's not always super fast when you start swinging that door open. Sometimes we have a lot of shit to throw out that door. 
So I want to encourage my own heart to continue to forgive myself because it's making me more tender to some things that I need to hear. Some, some knowledge that I don't think I was able to hear before because I was so bogged down with hatred for myself. So looking inward is important and we all have to support each other through that because it's so hard. So I, I'm, if anybody wants my help doing that, <clears throat> let's do it together. But you're worth going to that place and setting yourself free. And that's going to be an anthem for a lot of my life and going forward. <sighs> the deep stuff. It can be pretty, pretty dirty sometimes. <laughs> Man. Having a hard life is hard, right? But I'm enjoying being able to have a place to express it. So if anybody wants to be on my podcast or wants to connect with me like that, please let me know. Some people already have and I can't wait for that. So I love y'all and ooh, me and my daughter... I'm pretty sure tonight's going to be the night that we'll be able to have the time to sit down and it'll be fun. Her and I have a really crazy relationship and we're two goofy, two goofy girls. So, all right, y'all. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and till next time in the closet. <laughs>